Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 20 about the Eighth Commandment, Thou shalt not steal. God bless you all. Glad you're here. We're in Exodus chapter 20. The topic is the Eighth Commandment, do not steal. So I'm not going to have you stand up again because you just have to stand up and then sit right back down because that is the text. It is (laughs) Exodus 20 and it is verse 15. And it reads, you shall not steal. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for the Ten Commandments. We have been moving verse by verse through Exodus. We're grateful for every precious soul that's gathered in this place to hear your voice. So help me get out of your way. Let it not just be the voice of a man, but let it be your voice through your word, speaking to your people what you would say to your church in this very hour. Thank you for your word. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. And last time we were together, we looked at a prayer in Psalm 139 that says, search me, O God, know my anxious thoughts, try me, search me deeply, and Lord, if there's any hurtful way in me, lead me away from that, lead me in the everlasting way, lead me in your ways. And your word, your law is a light, it's a mirror, it does reflect the true nature of who I am, and it drives me to the reality that I need a Savior. Thank you that the Savior came, fulfilled the law, died on the cross for us. We're so grateful. But these commands still have something to say to us. And certainly this is an important one. So help us to understand it, to apply it, and to look at the positive side of it as well for your glory. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You shall not steal. Exodus 20, verse 15. The word steal, if you're a note taker, is ganab in Hebrew. It's G-A-N-A-B, if you're taking notes, ganab. It is um, different from another Hebrew word called gazal, G-A-Z-A-L. That word has the idea of an overt act or a kind of a smash and grab. You don't care who's watching. You just steal stuff. It could be a home invasion. It could be uh, someone stealing a car in broad daylight, that kind of thing. The word here for steal in the Eighth Commandment is a different word. It's actually a word that means to steal by being stealthy. It's more of a covert word. That is that you would kind of be doing it on the sly. You're trying to hide what you're doing, but you're stealing nonetheless. And that is the particular word that is in the Eighth Commandment. Now, both are wrong, of course. Both uh, words would be wrong to break those commandments, but... Uh, This is the particular word, to steal by stealth, is the Eighth Commandment. Here's a definition, a wider definition. Stealing is taking something that doesn't belong to you without permission. It means technically to appropriate or take someone else's property unlawfully. Years ago when we were a smaller church, we had J.P. Moreland come from Biola University. He's a tremendous theologian and philosopher And he was uh, talking to us about relativism. And relativism is this idea that there's no absolute truth. Truth is relative. It's basically just depends on how you feel. Your truth, my truth, their truth. Everybody's got their truth, right? And so basically he was having a debate with uh, 
a friend of his who was in the same dorm room at college. And the friend believed in relativism, that all truth is just kind of up to you and it's how you feel. And J.P. Moreland, a young budding philosopher and theologian, argued for objective truth. That is, truth is based upon objective standards. It's not how we feel about it. And so back and forth, they debated, and you know they were training in the academic realm and college and all this stuff. And so after the conversation was over, JP grabbed the guy's boombox. If you don't know what a boombox is, back in the day, there used to be these boxes that had speakers, and you'd carry them around, usually going boom, 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 boom. Anyway, it played music, and it looked like a suitcase. That's all you really need to know. So anyway, JP grabbed the guy's boombox and began to go out of the room. And the guy was like, hey, you can't take that. That's mine. And JP was like, why can't I take it? My truth is that I should be able to take your boombox right now and leave this room. All of a sudden, the guy changed. And he believed that the Eighth Commandment was very important (laughs) to him. Uh, Not that many years ago, my car was parked on our street. And someone broke into my car and stole my golf equipment. I took that very personally. (laughs) And my racquetball stuff. And yeah, it was a tragedy. (laughs) Total tragedy. And then you know how insurance goes and trying to figure out deductibles and all that stuff. Well, in the end, the stuff was missing and it wasn't the end of the world. But you do feel, and some of you have had people break into your home and stuff, and you feel violated don't you? You're like, why would that person come and feel like they had a right to grab my stuff? That's my stuff. Now, I don't know if some guy's on a tee box this morning with my driver. That's my driver. Those are my golf clubs. Now, maybe it was a sign from heaven that my golf clubs were stolen because golf is a frustrating game. Maybe it was a sign from heaven. I, I don't know. If confronted, maybe the guy would reply, I was simply administering the golf clubs in Pastor Michael's absence. I don't know. It's kind of a joke. But anyway, never mind. Some of you have been watching the news and you know that we have kind of raised the uh, amount that you can steal in today's culture and it remain a misdemeanor. And now because of the way laws have been written and liberal DAs in certain cities like Los Angeles and New York and other places, it's becoming easier and easier for thieves to be brazen about stealing stuff. In California, for example, if you steal below $950 of merchandise, it's basically a misdemeanor. And because the laws have become so soft in some of our cities, thieves are just basically walking into stores. They are stealing stuff right in front of security guards And they all interview these security guards, and the security guards basically say, I can't do anything about it, because if the police come to our store and arrest this individual, they'll let them right back out of jail. And the people don't even care anymore, as long as they stay below the limit. So here's a story that just came out. Michael Rappaport, who's a uh, comedian and actor, I don't know much about him, but he was in New York City, and... uh, He said he was disgusted by seeing a man go into a Rite Aid, fill two bags with stolen goods right before him nonchalantly as he began to film the man. He strolled right past the security guard. And because of these types of crimes, Rite Aid has said that they're closing that particular store on February 15th. 
largely because of thefts uh, to the pharmacy chain, and they just can't, uh, they can't endure it anymore. They're just going to shut down the store because thieves are just coming in and, and, and stealing. And so the video shows a man, Rappaport uh, got the video on his phone, walk right past the security guard out the door after apparently filling up two bags of stolen goods. The guard doesn't even try to stop the thief, all on film, who also doesn't seem to have a care in the world. I can't believe I'm seeing this, said the actor, and he adds a few colorful words. This expletive guy just filled two bags up with everything in Rite Aid right here on 80th and 1st Avenue and is walking down the street, he says in the video, looking me in the face like, what's good? My man just went Christmas shopping in January, he said. He has all this stuff, you know, that he put in the bag. And Michael, who tagged the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, in an Instagram post later added, I was just informed that the Rite Aid is closing on February 15th. He basically tells TMZ, I'm hoping things will change. And then afterwards, they do uh, an interview with a man who's standing in the store. And you can see some empty shelves. And it's in the wake of some other thievery and people just taking stuff and feeling like they can get away with it. And And this older gentleman, microphone from a reporter, says, you know, there used to be right and wrong in this country. But it's going away. Now, did you hear that? I don't know where that guy stands spiritually. I don't know what he believes morally. But he says, we used to have right and wrong in this country. Now, something I want to tell you that is extremely important is this. When you start to remove foundational Judeo-ethic principles and morals, booting the Ten Commandments out of schools, saying that the only one that could determine truth is in a personal individual. We talked about this last time in other realms of life where people are saying, I just feel a certain way, so this is what I am. Well, if someone says, I feel like I can steal your stuff, at what point are we going to finally say enough is enough? We've gotten to the point where it's just become ridiculous. But this is where we live. And it would be easy for me to preach the next half an hour and tell you about all the wrongs that people do, but I have to tell you that the command, do not steal, is first and foremost to my own heart. Uh, I was with my buddies, and we went into a uh, sporting goods place. Uh, it was called Pat's Ski and Sport. And my friends were, uh, I had my eye on this cool jacket, and my friends began to coax me. They began to pressure me to steal it. And they're like, just take it, man. You want it? We, we, you take it. We'll just run out of here. Well, finally, I succumbed to the pressure and I grabbed this jacket and I ran out of the store and we got out of the sight of the, you know, store and, and we're off we were. And I, and I want to just calm you down and let you know that don't worry. This was several weeks ago that I did this. <laughs> so it's behind me now. It's all. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was actually like 10 or 11 years old. And Mom, I don't know if you remember this story. Oh, no. You didn't know about this? Do you know, I'm in my 50s and still my mama scares me a little bit. Anyway, we'll talk later, Mama. But anyway, so now you should remember this because here's what happened. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
If you listen to Walk in Truth on a regular basis, we could use your help by becoming a monthly financial partner. Our mission on Walk in Truth is to help people like you become better equipped with God's Word to address today's issues, trends, and culture. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with other monthly expenses. Our fiscal year ends March 31st, and thanks to many listeners like you, we're getting closer to our goal of having 50% of our budget supported. What we really need is more monthly partners so that when we reach that goal, the program will be sustained in the months and maybe even years to come by at least that much. Our ultimate goal is to eventually become 100% listener-supported and then have the ability to broadcast on more radio stations to reach more people like you. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner, giving $10 to $20 a month. You can give online today at walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. And my friends began to coax me. They began to pressure me to steal it. And they're like, just take it, man. You want it? We, we, you take it, we'll just run out of here. Well, finally, I succumbed to the pressure and I grabbed this jacket and I ran out of the store and we got out of the sight of the you know, store and, and we're off we were. And I, and I want to just calm you down and let you know that don't worry, this was several weeks ago that I did this. <laughs> so it's behind me now. It's all. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was actually like 10 or 11 years old. And Mom, I don't know if you remember this story. Oh, no. You didn't know about this? Do you know, I'm in my 50s and still my mama scares me a little bit. Anyway, we'll talk later, Mama. But anyway, so now you should remember this because here's what happened. So my friends began, my friends who talked me into stealing the jacket began to call my house anonymously and say, your son stole the jacket. (laughs) Son stole the jacket. (laughs) This is what your friends will do to you. They will try to talk you into doing something dumb and then they'll tell on you. Well, they told on me and I was a Catholic, Italian Catholic, and I had to go to confession. And so when you go to confession, you're supposed to admit what you did to the priest and then they tell you how to, you know, make amends. I went through the confessional about 15 times before I finally confessed. Maybe not 15. That was more like three times. And finally I told the priest, I stole the jacket. I stole. And in the Catholic church, they tell you prayers to say. So I was given, you know, 75 Hail Marys and whatever. And I, I vaguely remember having to return the jacket. But anyway, you say, what's the point of the story, Pastor Michael? Simply this, your pastor's a thief. <laughs> you need to know that. You might want to reconsider where you're worshiping. I don't know. (laughs) Now, I have to tell you that when it comes to this issue of stealing, Ray Comfort has done a great job by using the Ten Commandments to show people how much we need a Savior. And he'll often say to people, you know, have you ever lied? Have you ever lusted? Have you ever stolen anything? And then he'll say, it doesn't matter the value of the item that you took. It could be a paperclip. It could be a pencil. If, you, if it didn't belong to you, if you borrowed something and didn't return it, hmm, 
Everybody's like, what did I? (laughs) Right? That's a form of stealing. If you don't give your employer your best, you're on the clock at work, but you're on your phone or you're not doing what you're supposed to do. That's a form of stealing. Have you ever stolen somebody's dignity with your words? Stolen someone's reputation with gossip? There are many different forms of stealing. And when the light of the law shines into my heart, I begin to see that I've broken this commandment probably more times than I'd like to admit. And that's what the law does. The law shines a light on my life and shows me that I need a savior. One writer says, stealing threatens the social order and causes pain and loss to others. It robs people of what they have earned and what they use and what they need. This could include clothing, goods, equipment, families being torn apart. It could include time, money, endless amounts of money spent on security systems, security guards, etc. Endless resources to deal with stealing. Individuals, employees, government, big business all have their hands in the cookie jar. And stealing includes robbing others of their purity, their reputation, their security, and many other things. The Heidelberg Catechism summarizes by saying that in the Eighth Commandment, God forbids not only outright theft and robbery, but also such wicked schemes and devices as false weights and measures, making something look different than it is, deceptive merchandising, counterfeit money, usury. We must not defraud our neighbor in any way, whether by force or by show of right. In addition, God forbids all greed and all abuse of squandering all of his gifts. If you squander money, that's a form of stealing. And there's also a form of this where you omit the right thing to do. So you should have maybe, let's take the, remember every command has a negative. So the stealing is do not, that's the negative. The positive side of the command is to be a steward. If you're taking notes, we're not to be stealing, we're to be stewards. Now what's a steward? A steward is a manager of someone else's resources. So Joseph was a steward in Potiphar's household in the book of Genesis. But a steward basically takes his master's resources and uses them according to his master's intentions. If you call Jesus Lord of your life, everything that you have has been given to you by God. And your call is not a tithe or it's not, you know, Israel being under the law, your call is to open up your life to your Lord and realize that everything that you've been given is a gift from heaven. You would have nothing unless it first been given to you from heaven. And you open up your heart and you open up your life and you say, Lord, whatever you want to put into my life and whatever you want to take out, I am a steward. My Lord will instruct me on how to deal with what he has given me. That is the Christian ethic. That is the Christian attitude. That's what we're called to do. I'm going to share several um, accounts with you in a moment, but I want you to turn to a few New Testament passages. The first one is 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians 8. Now, Paul is addressing the Corinthian congregation about a gift that they uh, had promised to give, and he's using another church as an example. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And here's what he's going to share about this church, and it's insightful. Before we read the passage, 
I think just a couple of basic things about a steward is I want to have my father's heart first so that then my resources can follow with his heart. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2, if you're taking notes, basically to summarize, it's required of a steward that we be found faithful. Faithful to what? There in, in uh, that particular passage, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2, Paul's talking about stewardship of the gospel, about guarding it and giving it away appropriately. You've been listening to The Eighth Commandment, Thou Shalt Not Steal, Part 1, on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 20. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. If this is a program that you regularly listen to, we could use your help. Your financial partnership would help us broadcast on this station provide the podcast, and with other monthly expenses. And hopefully, Walk in Truth helps people like you dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to your life. Our fiscal year ends on March 31st. And thanks to many listeners like you, we're getting closer to our goal of having 50% of our budget supported. What we really need is more monthly partners so that when we reach that goal, the program will be sustained in the months and maybe even years to come by at least that much please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $10 a month. You can give online at walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael. All right, we get into the Eighth Commandment, and maybe you have heard about pastors that have stolen from churches. Maybe you watch some pastors on television who are living lavish lifestyles. They have two planes. You know, they want a jet. They want, a, uh, you know, seven Rolls Royces and, and that's their, they say that's their right. You know, I mean, at some point it just gets ridiculous, right? It, it just becomes uh, so extravagant. Yes. The Bible teaches that a workman's worthy of his wages and we shouldn't have our pastors starving, right? We, we want to do the best we can in a local fellowship to take care of our people and keep up with the cost of living and acknowledge their hard work. But at some point, it does become ridiculous in some situations. And, and I think that we can see the difference. So you might be saying, well, aren't they thieves? Are they breaking the commandments? Yeah, probably so. <laughs> so what do you do then? Do you just throw out Everything in Christianity because there's some shysters. You know, they were around in the first century when Peter and Paul wrote. Paul said that a elder can't be, you know, greedy for money. Peter said the same thing. Jesus talked about these topics as well. And so let me put it this way. Money is a useful servant, but a terrible master. The love of money or mammon has caused many to fall on their face. And so, and this doesn't just mean in the ministry, but that's kind of how a question was submitted in that regard. But it can mean anywhere. If, if you start putting money above the most important things in life, you're, you're going to miss it. There's a lot of miserable millionaires. But when you have things in order, when money is a servant and not a master, 
when money is simply a means to take care of people that you love and do the right things with it, then it can be a really good thing and just keeping it in its proper place. This is Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. We are winding down the week right here as we deal with the Eighth Commandment. We've been going through the Ten Commandments. I pray it's been helpful for you. And hey, if you don't have a home fellowship or you'd like to visit where I serve as senior pastor, the church is called Living Truth Christian Fellowship. It's in the city of Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue on the northern side of Corona. We opened up a new building in 2015 has an amazing sanctuary, and we have an incredible congregation, very loving. We have a lot going on for the kids, teenagers, young adults, men and women, studies during the week. But on Sunday mornings, we do three services, two English, 8.30, 10.30 a.m., one Spanish at 1 p.m. I am normally the one preaching the two morning services. We're going through the incredible book of Matthew on Sunday mornings, and we'd love for you to join us. You can find out information, driving directions, when you go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab, walkintruth.com, click on that church tab. You can find out everything you'd like to know. I'd love to meet you, and if you can't make it because you're out of the area, you can always check out the 10.30 a.m. service on our YouTube channel. You can connect to all of the above at walkintruth.com. God bless you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you soon. And join us on Monday for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 20 about the Eighth Commandment, Thou Shall Not Steal. I'm Mike Massaro. Have a wonderful weekend, and thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's always our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.